Uh, he has to stay, literally stay inside Gacy's house on a snowy weekend because it's a crime scene and they don't want anybody, you know, messing around. And, you know, it's sad and horrible as it is, you know, the place is still, there are there are bodies still inside the house mm. and this kid, this poor guy's got to, I mean, I'm sitting there laughing. Not and it started with Gacy calling the cops to report a robbery. Wow. House, you know? <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, you can't make it up. Hi there, and welcome in to a brand new week of the Celebrity Salute. Dedicated to the men and women who serve our country in active duty, our veterans, and their families. We're here for you. God bless you. We love you. On each episode, we look for people and stories with some connection to these heroes. I'm Randy Miller. James Patterson is an American author. Among his works are Alex Cross, Michael Bennett, Women's Murder Club, Maximum Ride, Daniel X, Witch and Wizard, He's written just about everything you've ever read, and he's back with a brand new book, Walk the Blue Line. James Patterson and co-author Matt Eversman join us here on Celebrity Salute. Just to refresh your memory, at 18, he joined the Army, found himself a member of the elite 75th Ranger Regiment. While serving with the 3rd Ranger Battalion in 1993, he was deployed to Somalia, where he led a squad of rangers through Operation Gothic Serpent, better known as the Battle of Mogadishu, or Black Hawk Down. He survived the 18-hour firefight that cost 18 American lives, earning the Bronze Star, and went on to serve another 15 years in the Army. And he's now, uh, his first book was the Battle of uh, Mogadishu, first-hand accounts from the men of Task Force Ranger. And despite the book's success... Matt remained devoted to his military career, and he's now the author of four books, three of which he co-authored with best-selling writer James Patterson. Last year, Eversman published Walk in My Combat Boots, which is a great collection of interviews with service members, followed it with ER Nurses, and they're back now with Walk the Blue Line, the same format to explore the current state of law enforcement in America. And we uh, welcome Matt and James Patterson here to the program. How are you guys? Well, we're doing good. We're starting off. This is our this is our, our our second interview, so we're we're fresh. <laughs> good. We want we want to get you fresh. It's a good kickoff to the week, Randy. And I just have to say, really quickly, you know, a very flattering introduction. But uh, you know, Jim has this has been Jim's uh, brain trust at work, and uh, he's been very kind to let me help out on this. But I don't want anybody to get the impression this was all. Matt Eversman's idea. Now, Jim's idea of, of veterans and nurses and now cops, uh, it, it, it's timely, it's great, and it's awesome. Well, Jim, it, it's always it's always timely, unfortunately. But, well, uh, you yeah. know, it, it, I was going to ask you about that because uh, yeah. you know, in in the current <laughs> the current state of where we are, to write a book that honors cops, uh, I mean, it couldn't come at a better time. Well, you know, it, it's not pro-cop. It's not negative cop. It's cop. This is it. It's, you know, what what happens is Matt will do most of the interviews, and, and we interviewed, you know, well over 100 uh, different kinds of, you know, state troopers, uh, detectives, police people, DEA, FBI, et cetera. And, uh, you know, what, what, what they would say over and over and over again, the people who have read it so far, is somebody finally told our story. Mm gave our side of this and they got it and they got it right. Of course we got it right. Cause we don't editorialize Matt will do the interviews will be 40 or 50 pages. And then we turn them into five or six pages. So it's just, you get a sense for individual person and then, and then a couple of their best stories. 
Yeah, and and Matt, it seems to me that when I read the book, what it did for me was it humanized cops, and, and they're they're telling their own stories. And is is that kind of what you guys sought out to do, also? Well, I you know I I don't know that that I necessarily you know thought about humanizing them as much as uh, just kind of let's hear them out and hear their stories. However. I agree with you a million percent, Randy, because, you know, I, I the, you know, the action stories are the action stories and they're all there. But this is the human side of the men and women that do this, this often thankless job that most of us would hate to do. Yeah. And the nice thing about this to me is for a lot of people, and Matt can talk about the similarities between you know, what, what, what happens with soldiers and cops. And there are some similarities and some differences. But I think that you know, you you will devour this for one thing because I mean, there's more action in this than there is in Five Alice Cross. Absolutely, a lot happens, but you also understand stuff the way you, you you'll understand Memphis, you'll understand Minneapolis, you'll understand the capital. You'll you'll mm-hmm. just get this stuff in in a way, and and you'll be there with them. You know, we we did a we did a, I've done a bunch of ride alongs, but we did one with one sheriff, and he said in the county where he was. There had been that year a million two hundred thousand calls for help. Wow! And and if you do that many calls for help, there's going to be some mistakes. So what? You know what I mean? But but we need you know. And we've talked with with um, you know with with combat boots. We said you know the next time somebody thanks somebody for their service, they'll know what they're thanking them for. And I think same thing with cops. Only we we need to thank these people more. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we need to thank them for what they do because it, it is. But I, Matt, you talked about you know like uh, how you feel about cops and, and and that thing of getting up every morning and, and putting on your armor, et cetera. Matt, you want? I don't know if you want to talk about that yeah. at all. No, I, I mean I, I would. You know, you think you know we as, as certainly as a veteran, you know, after 22 years of war, uh, you know, the country's been focused on that, but you never stopped to realize. I certainly didn't realize till I started really getting to know these men and women that. You know, they're deployed from the day they, they they swear in until the day they retire or leave the force. Like, there's no refit, retrain, reorganize. It's just constant, constant deployment. And as Jim was saying, you know, you got to wear a body armor. You have to wear body armor to work every day. Why? To protect yourself so you don't get shot. And you know you're probably, the odds are in your favor that you're going to get in a fight. Um, literally, you're going to come to fisticuffs as an adult male or female. You're going to get in a fight, and you think, who on earth could do that job? I mean, and and I love their the they're so mission focused, like our soldiers and our nurses. But by the same time, you know, I, there's a lag between our our I think we as a, a country as our acceptance and our understanding and and trust and confidence in cops. And I think this book will help. I think you know we'll 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 help bring it back a little, just so you understand, like Jim said. Now you understand what these men and women are faced with, and the stories in here are all true. And they and they, and the way they tell them, it's so you know. I, I one of the stories, uh, you know, one of the cops is out there on the street, and and the people in the, in the neighborhood are going, "You people don't care, you don't care." And 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 she said, he said, "If I didn't care, why am I standing here at four in the morning?" Right. You right. Know what I mean, <laughs> come on, give me a break. Uh, and, 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 you know, there is, there is some, they, they do get some, you know, positive things at times. There's one of them was talking about how he, he would appear in a SWAT gear every once in a while and, and at the local coffee shop and the baristas would always come out and give him a hug. You know, because they yeah. got it. They got it. <laughs> well, it, it you know, yeah. Jim, you talk about the uh, SWAT gear. That was something that I, did, I didn't realize. I didn't know this, uh, that the, uh, the, the, the Navy SEALs 
were the inspiration for the uh, training for SWAT. Is that right, Matt? Well, for for some of the departments, they definitely have uh, a bit big contributor to you know the the training and the techniques and procedures and stuff. And I think there's uh, um, interestingly enough, I think it's a it's a, it's a great two way street. And I know that that there have been uh, listening, looking aggregate, the, the detectives and cops like in New York City have been deployed a lot longer than say like you know our our military. So we've been able to learn a lot of lessons from that. It goes. It just goes both ways, but uh, it's a it's a good thing, um, you know, to have that 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 crosswalk, so to speak. Yeah, and some of the stories. How did the John Wayne Gacy thing story go, uh, Matt? Do you remember, remember the details? Yeah, so uh, you know, I mean, that it, was that that serial killer. You know? Oh yeah. You know, yeah. The irony of ironies is that this a couple of years prior, this this police officer uh, gets summoned to what turns out to be John Wayne Gacy's house because there's a suspected. Robbery and it turns out there's not. And then two years later, all of a sudden, as a you know, still a kind of a newbie um, after the Gacy case is uncovered and cracked, uh, he has to stay literally stay inside Gacy's house on a snowy weekend because it's a crime scene and they don't want anybody you know messing around. And you know, it's sad and horrible as it is. You know, the place is still there are there are bodies still inside the house mm. and this kid. This poor guy's got a. I mean, I'm seeing that laughing. Not and it started with Gacy now, calling the cops to report a robbery. Wow! House, you know? <laughs> wow! Yeah, it's you can't make it up. Truly, <laughs> no, you can't. You, you really can't. can't. There's one, um, one, one young uh, uh, woman. I think it was her first week, and there was a drug bust. It didn't seem like it was going to be a big deal. It was a suburban place, suburban house, and so she stayed out near the car. And a couple of detectives went to the door, and then she noticed. In the garage, something seemed to be a little funky, and she walked back there, and two guys started shooting at her, and she killed both of them and got shot nine times. Wow. Uh, and she's man. still a cop ten times. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the the other th- kind of thread all the way through the book for me was the fact that, because you, you get to get the sense of what they're thinking about, what these brave people walking into those situations are thinking about, and many times they think they're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that, it's just it's so amazing to me that that's your job every single day. But it, but what a refreshing look at uh, the cops. You know, I've got a buddy who's a cop, and he will tell you, and, and I'm sure that everybody thinks the same way, uh, about the bad cops. They hate the bad cops. Yes, totally. Right? Totally. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And and and, 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 and most most of these people are good cops, and that doesn't mean that they that they don't have flaws and they don't make mistakes and they don't have bad days. They do. The, the trouble is, anytime you know you have a bad day, and all of a sudden the you know the media wants to talk to you, you know, uh, and they never want to talk to them on the good days. Right. And that's one <laughs> right. of the things. I mean, just came out again and again and again. Nobody wants to talk to them except when 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 something goes wrong. Yeah, which is, yeah. You never see a, nobody, news, a news report. Nobody gets killed. Was, right. was somebody killed over the weekend, and nobody. Nobody, it doesn't get reported on. Yeah, yeah. You never hear the the story about uh, what a great job the cop did. I mean, those just yep. Aren't, yep. aren't out there. And what they see, what they see, and their perceptions of things. And uh, uh, one of the detectives was talking about being able to count on one hand the homes that he had entered that are filled with love. Yes, ab- uh, absolutely. Go, they keep going into these houses, and and you know where there's where there's trouble and troubled families and whatever, and and and, and there isn't love there. I mean, you know, for the most part, anyway. 
And, and you get to see, you know, what the public perception is. You know, I, I'm looking at the story of Paul Wright here. He's a veteran of the of LAPD, and he gets to a situation, and uh, this, this woman is terrified. The husband starts uh, cursing us, calling me and my partner every name under the sun right in front of his daughter, and he's pissed that his wife called the police. Uh, he talks as though he's the victim here, and I, I see a lot of that happening in the book. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, People just don't realize how hard it is. That I mean, that that's that's the thing. We need to, you know. I remember, you know, I go back a ways, but back in Vietnam, when a lot of people were sort of down on the military, that's turned around somewhat, which right. is great. Right. It really has. But with cops, it hasn't. And we need to get to this this point of view. You no, know, people aren't perfect, and yes, things need to be be corrected. And almost every person that we spoke to said, "Yeah, stuff needs to change." Um, but, but people don't realize how hard this job, this, this, I mean, this is like almost impossible. As Matt said, he would find it, he he finds it hard to imagine that, that he haven't been what he's been through that could go out and do this every day. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. And you guys have done such a great job in bringing out not just the humanity, but the kind of their side of the story with the nurses, uh, with veterans and, and now with cops. When's the book on uh, attorneys come out? <laughs> no, that's too dark, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, Jim, what that's is it? One, what is it about working with Matt? Uh, I mean, you it's know, terrible. It's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, give me give me the difference between writing a book with Matt and writing a book with Dolly Parton. <laughs> Dolly's. Uh, well, I don't know this for sure. I think Dolly's a better singer. Well, I'm not sure. <laughs> Matt hasn't I hasn't sung. You, haven't heard I, you know, I, they're both great in their own ways. I I treasure and and you know I've had them. I've done a couple with President Clinton, and I'm, I'm actually now finishing a book um, that Michael Crichton started. Uh, oh, he wow. wrote about 700, about 70 pages, and but all the relationships have been real nice. And Michael Lupica, we just did uh, yes, uh, uh, House of Wolves, which is which is a real fun novel. Uh, they're all different, but they've all been terrific. And I, there've never been any arguments or any fights, or we just go on. And you know, it's one interesting thing. And and after we did a walk in my combat boots, and I sort of said, you know, I kind of understand soldiers now. And and I re- I self corrected at a certain point, and I said, I, you know, I really don't, but I understand it much better than I did. But because I have never been shot at. And I have right. never shot at another human being, right. so I don't really understand it. Okay, I don't, and I don't really understand cops, but I understand a lot of it. And people, you know, here's an interesting thing. I mean, for what it's worth, um, uh, we have not we have not been invited on any CNN shows, and they need to hear this, man. I'm yeah, not, this is, absolutely. This is, this is this isn't. It's as they say, it's not pro cop. It's just cop. Here's, here's it. Here is, and that's and you need to understand that if you're going to make judgments, you're going to talk on the air about right. things that happen. Or and don't J- happen. Hey, Jim, you you understand it like I do uh, about veterans or cops. You know, it's I understand that it's a job that I don't want to do, but I understand it's a job that is so important. I mean, it's you know for the military, it's less than one percent. But to, you know, in the current environment, Matt, how is it that we even get people to to sign up to be a cop these days? Well, you know, it's a, it's a great question. I asked almost everybody about recruitment. And, you know, the last three years have just been brutal. No matter, I, again, just sort of agnostically, I say it's been brutal. And, uh, you know, low pay, uh, you know, and the short answer of it all is that, you know, one's got to start looking at city governments 
and trickling it down to determine whether or not this is a, a place that I'd like to work. Right. I mean, that's that's the long and the short of it. Uh, but we're hopeful that, and I say we universally, um, stop for a second and think, where will we be? You know, if everybody decided to take a sick day, all these cops, I mean, right. it's, it's nonsensical. It's the most ridiculous thing, the defunding, all that kind of junk. Sure, we need to fix things. But uh, uh, the short answer to your question, nobody's got a great answer, Randy, on how do we improve recruitment? And uh, I, I mean, we need to wake up, America. We need yep. to be thinking about this. Absolutely. Boy, and, um, you know, and, and you'll true. hear these people criticizing and, and and what it's doing is turning more people off in terms of of, take, of, of, of trying to get those jobs. You, you, they think, oh, well, we need to get more better people, and you know, and it's a mess. And what? It, 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 right. it's, it's counterproductive. It's just not productive. <laughs> it's it one may, of the, it doesn't make sense. It's one of those things, Jim. Yeah, I, I you know I hate cops. It's a bad cop. Cops are terrible. Wait a minute, I need a cop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it gets to that yeah. point, and yeah. and and nobody it, it, thinks about that. And really, yeah. just a real quick one. There, there's a story in this book, and I, I think it's Billy Evans, you know, talks about, um, you know, responding to the scene after a drug dealer, you know, is gunned down and a notorious one at that. And, you know, here's a here's a future chief of police that's there. And, and what does he do? He's there rendering aid and listening to this guy, you know, um, you know, in, in agony, who's a bad by all accounts, a bad person. Yet this cop's there. Like I gotta take, I, I gotta get them. I gotta, I gotta try my best to save them. I mean, they do that day in, day out. Yeah, it's amazing. And and yeah. Matt, you talked about it at the beginning of uh, your uh, interviews. Were they all? Were all of these cops willing? Were they? Were they anxious to tell their story? Were they reluctant? Uh, what did you run into? No, a, a little bit of both. And when I say a little bit of both, I think some some of them were a little skeptical, like their buddy recommend, you know, recommended or right. their department recommended. And they're like, yeah, let's wait and see what this Everson Patterson combo is doing. Right. But <laughs> by and large, I think that that, you know, more than more than a lot said, thank you so much for letting me tell a story. And interestingly enough, Randy, much like soldiers and much like nurses, these selfless servants, you know, all of them are like, yeah, you know, I don't know why anybody want to talk to me. Right. And not like, oh, shucks kind <laughs> yeah. of stuff. Right, right, right. But you're like, I don't know why you'd want to talk to me. Everyone wants to yeah. talk to the and, chief. And invariably, once awesome. the once the book comes out and, and they read the stories, invariably they go, that that was great. You really did. You, 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 we don't editorialize. We're just telling their stories and we're telling their <laughs> yeah. side. And invariably they go, thank you for telling my story. Truthful, truthfully, <laughs> we we always set a, aside about a month if we're going to interview a World War II vet just, just to try to get them to talk to tell their story. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, because their family hasn't even heard it a lot of times, and I, I would assume that's probably true. Maybe maybe more so with cops and nurses oh, yeah. and ER nurses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, they, they because their families that people people don't want to hear it. It's like, oh my God, it's over. Matt, when, when when Matt was doing a lot of the interviews for ER nurses, he said, I can only do one a day because uh, it's yeah. just it's, it's too much. Yeah, exhausting. Yeah. I mean, exhausting emotionally. Sure, uh, just to hear oh. them. Oh, just to like, hear oh, them. Yeah. God, sure. yeah oh. What a what a great book. Uh, Walk the Blue Line. James Patterson, Matt Eversman. Thank you guys for writing this book. This is uh, this is such a uh, it's. Like you said, Jim, at the beginning, it's great timing. It's a book that everybody needs to read and talk about. And yeah, thank and talk about absolutely and, and share and yep, share yep, and yep. and thank thank a cop. 
<laughs> I yeah, mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. I mean, every time you think you don't want to do their job, go up and thank them. Yeah, and and this isn't like reading homework. I mean, I you read it, so you know. Oh, it's it, great. It's, it's, yeah, it's a, it really does move along. And the like first, a, yeah. The first person accounts and also uh, just their feelings of situational, uh, you know, when they're going into a building late at night and, and they're actually nervous and they're uh, they're worried and because uh, they're people. Right. Yeah. Right. Hey, guys. Right. Thank yeah, you. I, that's the thing. Yeah. When we did the ride along, uh, uh, the sheriff was talking about how they I don't know exactly what they call it, but where they'll bring civilians in that, that kind of thing where you have like two seconds to make a decision on whether oh. you. <laughs> You, you shoot, you know what I mean? And they go, they walk yeah. out of it and go like, oh man, I, how do you, how do you do it? How do you do it? Your <laughs> life is on the line. Suddenly people get it instead right. of like being so judgy about things. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Guys, thank you so much for, uh, for the time. Walk the blue line. It's a oh, book. Thank you. And, uh, I just, I just love reading your stuff. I can't wait for the next one. Okay. Thanks. Oh, we do lawyers. You've been listening to Celebrity Salute. Celebrity Salute is produced by Brainstorm Media and distributed by National Defense Network with host Randy Miller and executive produced by Nate Heron. Be sure to visit us at nationaldefensenetwork.com. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also say, Alexa, play the National Defense Network podcast.